Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So, Subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Oh, hello, hello, my loves. You know what? One thing about being an introvert is we're often told that we need to be more extroverted in our business because, you know, Facebook lives, YouTube lives, getting on stage, you know, doing the TikTok dances, all these insane, crazy things that make us go, ah, but makes an extrovert go, oh, that looks fun. I wanted to talk to somebody who has not only built business, built on social media, done content creation, but guess what? They're an introvert too. So they have some great ideas on different things that we can do, different ideas we can put into place. You know, it's all around a good human. So today I am bringing on Dawn. Hi, Dawn. How are you today? I'm great. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. So we were talking, I mean, you've built your business, you've worked in content creation, you've done all this, and you are an introvert. I am. (laughs) You get some of these challenges that a lot of our audience has, because really, we talk to coaches, Mm -hmm. we talk to the top gurus, you know, we go to all these webinars, all these classes, all these online courses, and every single one of them says, ways to get more sales yo you've seen right. it. you've even seen the facebook ads of course but they all tend to be very set standards of things that you have to do like create some content go live go talk to people and it's all very honestly it can be overwhelming oh very much so yes yes for sure so you've developed like social media that works well it works for me I won't say it works for everyone. And that's one of the things I really like to highlight when I talk to people, because a lot of things you talked about, and we see it all over Facebook, particularly, hey, I got three clients in two minutes. Do you want to find out how, you know, leave an emoji, all that kind of stuff, right? And it is, it's a very extroverted, focused world. And I tried to do some of that, but it just felt blah. It just felt really icky to me. And that comes through when you're trying to communicate with people. And so I worked with some coaches and some different people and came to realize that really when you want to build your business, it's about building relationships. So instead of focusing on how many likes did I share, how many or shares or whatever, all those vanity metrics that people really seem to push as being important aren't really nearly as important. And so I kind of develop a process for myself where I focus on two or three hot topics in my particular industry that I happen to be whatever I'm doing at that moment and really focus on helping other people learn about those things. What can I do to help you be a better person, make more money in your business in a way that makes you feel comfortable, things like that. And I have found that I get much better response when I am focused on helping people than when I'm focused on making sales. And I don't know if that's an introvert thing or not, but 
it makes me feel better about what I'm doing than I've got to do Facebook lives, which I have tried to do. <laughs> and it was terrifying, but I did try it. And it just, it, it never went anywhere for me. It didn't do any good. I have a Facebook group and the people in the group, I don't know if I just naturally bring, you know, attract introverts or not, but they didn't really want to jump on a Facebook live with me either. So, you know, there was that realization that just because the whole world is telling you that you need to do this doesn't mean you actually do. You see, I like that. The fact that just because the whole world is telling you need to do this doesn't mean you do. And that was something I've seen. A lot of people have these set methods. Mm -hmm. And you're talking here. And yes, it is an introvert thing where we want to develop more meaningful relationships. It's because we find we can communicate better when we have a purpose in our communication. We don't like that little chit chat. We don't like, oh, how's the rain today? Yo, that drives us crazy. Right. So, so you created a group and that yes. group is your main way of doing it. Why do you find your group works best? So I really like the ability within my own group to create the culture that I want in my group, as opposed to just jumping into somebody else's group. And maybe they're all about promoting businesses and that's great. But what I have seen in those kinds of groups is you just get a whole bunch of posts that are basically look at me, look at me, look at me. And that's it. And that doesn't really do much for me personally. And I don't know that it really grows their business either. So I wanted to create a group where, and mine, it's uh, primarily women coaches and consultants. So I focus on women who have services as opposed to like beauty products or things like that, because I've done a lot of service businesses in the past. And so I feel competent when someone asks the question that I will have an actual opinion that's worth sharing as opposed to just, hey, thanks for sharing. That's a great idea, whatever, all that. Like you said, that kind of small talk stuff that just doesn't really feed my soul. It's just something that people do. So what I've done in my group is, yes, we allow a little bit of promotion because it is for coaches and consultants. We want to get our business stuff out there, but it's a very limited. And I tend to focus again on three or four topics that I just see coming up over and over and over again, and encouraging people to ask questions and to support each other. Because I see a lot of groups where somebody will say something and somebody else will jump on and they just get shredded. And that's not appropriate. That is not the original intent for social media. And I really wanted to get back to let's help each other. Let's lift each other up. Let's make the world a better place. And that's kind of where my group culture focuses. So yes, I mean, I, I use it to sell my books and oh, by the way, I've got a Facebook class coming up, you know, that kind of thing. I do do that, but it's far more limited than what I've seen in other groups. So I like that control that I can control what happens in that group. And if somebody posts something inappropriate, I can take it out or that I don't like, I can take it out. And I have done that and I have blocked people and I have kept my group to a manageable size as well so that I can be the person that goes in and responds to all of the posts that are there or ask questions or whatever it may be. I really like that control that I have. So it's about creating a culture, a community, and having that meaningful interaction in the group. Now, we've talked a little bit about social media. So on your podcast sheets, now, if you don't know, dear listeners, what the podcast sheets are, 
these are like a snapshot of what people are able to talk about and it gives us a great insight into the many skills one of them was places that you can go that are not social media and that caught my eye <laughs> right because, because in this world it's all like social media social media social media social media mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong social media is a fantastic place especially for introverts because we get to hang out behind our phone and develop the conversations that we want but i was intrigued one of these places that we can go to that are not social media what's that about well one of them is podcasting so if you can get on other people's podcasts it's a great way to market to people who may never have heard from you before and i have to say as an introvert I love podcasting. I love being a guest because it's not like you're on a stage in a room full of people. You're having a conversation with usually one other person around topics that you find interesting and they find interesting. So it's a comfortable conversation too. You're not like at that, you know, holiday party that your spouse drags you to that you have to make small time chit chat with 40 people you have never met and will never see again until next year. Anyway, so I love podcasting. I think that's a great way to get out there. Another thing that I think people have lost track of or or I don't see mentioned a lot is blogging, guest blogging. So a lot of people have websites. Now I started online back when the internet was new and shiny and nobody knew what they were doing. And the big thing when I started was do guest blogging on other people's websites because we were told the more content you provide, the more Google will like your site and you'll be ranked higher, right? So there was this huge drive to get as much content as possible. Well, that is still true. If you have content on your website that people engage with, that gets the attention of the algorithm. And guest blogging is a great way to do that, both for the person who has the website, because that way they don't have to create the content, and for you, because usually they will allow you to have, you know, here's a link back to my website or to my book I'm selling or my Facebook, whatever it is. They'll usually give you the capacity to have at least one link to you so that people that read that article who might want more information or contact you have a way to do that. So that's something I don't see mentioned a lot anymore that was at one time a very big deal. And then the third thing is email marketing is still incredibly effective because again, when it's done well, it's like they're in your head or you are in your ideal client's head and what you are writing to them and sharing with them are things that they find really useful. So One example that I frequently give is at one time I wrote a book for women of a certain age who are having trouble losing weight because that was me. And so what I did was I created an email campaign, very limited. It was like 12 weeks. Hey, you know, come join this. We'll walk through this process together kind of deal. And because I went through it with them, I was able to, okay, this week we're going to talk about when you're at work and they serve lunch what do you do in those situations? And and very specific things that I had lived and was able to share and were exactly on topic. It wasn't about selling. It was about building that relationship, which eventually leads to a bigger sale. Or in my case, it was at the end of every email, it was, and oh, by the way, I have this book, you know, so it was that kind of a thing. So that's another really great way to stay in contact with 
people and just kind of stay top of mind and make some really significant sales. So those are the three that I recommend on that particular topic. Because one caught my eye. Okay. You would think it'd be podcast, we're on a podcast. No, you know, we're on a podcast, you know about podcast, you're, you're seeing a podcast right now. Right. The blogging. Yes. I used to be a blogger. Yes. And I came away from it because no, you must be a micro blogger on social media, not an actual blogger. So this has really caught my attention right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking about creating content for others. Do you have your own? But what I have found is that I don't, <laughs> this sounds really bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't care where my site ranks and it's not going to rank in the top three. My personality is such that I tend to get very bored with a particular topic. And so for a while I was doing, let's be a working mom and how to lose weight, right? Got bored with that. Moved on to, I have a child who is autistic, who was getting ready to graduate from high school. How do we get them into a college? So I had a whole thing around that for a while. And then more recently, I'm, I'm helping entrepreneurs, specifically online women entrepreneurs. So that'll last for a while. And then I'll move on to the next topic. So Creating a new website every time for each new topic and getting it to rank seemed way more work than it was worth. So what I have instead is a website where you can find my books on the variety of topics. Now, if you happen to be someone that has a very specific niche, go for it. You know, you can rank and you will do way better than I ever did at that. But that's why I've chosen not to do that and have chosen to go out and find other bloggers in those areas. So for example, when my oldest daughter was in high school, you know, looking towards college, she's on the autism spectrum. I went out and found a whole bunch of bloggers with sites around autism and kids and whatnot. And I just started sharing blogs with them, writing articles for them, things like that over time. And it drove people to my website. And, and it really worked. And then when I was done with that, I moved on to the next thing. So it really does still work, particularly if you're not someone who really understands the whole SEO and, and ranking and things like that, which could be a whole class and book in and of itself, which there are thousands of them out there because I've read a lot of them and still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh no, I understand that, that education rabbit hole. Okay, I'm just, oh. it's gonna take me 10 minutes to learn about SEO. Six years later, I'm still <laughs> learning about SEO. SEO, exactly. <laughs> that search engine optimization is just, yeah, it's just too Yeah, much. it's, it's too a much. huge, so that is a great tip right there. You did, honestly, if you have a business, you can specialize yourself in that business and put all your content on that specialty on your website people want to know who you are and why not do it in a way that you're comfortable with exactly and something you feel and go and do that i mean myself my my youngest son you can probably hear i have five kids my kids oh, are wow. all in the bag my kids are all in the background and my youngest is a four-year-old and we're in the currently in the process of looking at whether or not he has autism okay he's in that he's in that diagnosis okay stage okay where we're trying to figure things is it this is it that is it this right right and honestly i wouldn't ever share that on my business stuff because that has nothing to do with what I do as business. Exactly. On my personal page, you know, everyone knows, it's like, oh my gosh, did this, did that. But the idea of going like, oh, okay, so now I can write articles for these other blogs on this, give them the value. Exactly. Because that's what's important to them. They have an audience that is looking for that value. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And then you can still drive people to come find you because they connect with you as a human. Mm-hmm. 
And I mm-hmm. think a lot of marketing, we forget that. We forget that human side. Yes. It's and- become so, who is that behind that label, that name on Facebook or social media or wherever? Because, you know, not everybody uses their real name. Not everybody uses their actual photograph. You don't always know who that is. And people forget that you buy from people you trust and people that you know. And how do you learn to trust someone when you don't interact with them as a person? I say all the time, if you're not Coca-Cola or McDonald's, people are not going to buy from you just because of your name. They need to know who you are and feel comfortable with you as a person before they're going to make that final choice to, to give you some of their money. And this is the other thing I've brought up multiple times before on different, you know, on lives and articles and everything. The other thing that happens on social media is we have this highlight. I call it the highlight yeah. yes it's like oh my life is perfect nothing goes wrong look how fabulous how many cars how many jets how many lakeside villas right exactly <laughs> but people are craving genuine humanity yes and i think that podcast and blogging are a great way for you to showcase that without having to do two hour long videos Exactly. And that's one of the things I find really frustrating, particularly on Facebook, because I am a a writer. I just I'm always writing something in my brain. It's just the way my brain works. But I feel like if I actually wrote the thousand words that I would like to write to share my stuff on Facebook, people would read the first sentence, maybe two, and move on. They're not going to read all of the information that I have to share. So I, in many ways, find some of the social media is limiting because I can't share what I want to share in the way I want to share it. So that's another reason that I will use blogging or I do like LinkedIn. You can get away with a longer post on LinkedIn. Um, And I have a newsletter that I do on LinkedIn as well. And again, those are longer posts, but that works for that format. And so that's important for you as as a business person to find the right format that works for you because that will shine through. When you are excited about sharing something, it shows. Just like when you call a dentist's office, you can feel if that receptionist is smiling or not. It's the same idea. Absolutely. And I love this. I love the whole idea that we you're encouraging people to create content in the way if you want to do three sentence content go for it yeah have fun on you know social media but if you feel like you need more to express yourself mm-hmm. linkedin is an if you don't want to create a website like you said linkedin great place to go ahead and start building that content yeah it is because you, you have the opportunity so what i'm hearing from you today is Marketing as an introvert, it is not a one, two, three formula. No. (laughs) It is not a you must be at this location or this location. It's like a long, well, it's about a year ago. You must be on TikTok if you need to be successful. Yo, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's go where you're comfortable. Yes. Put your efforts in a method that feels good to you. Because when you're feeling good and you're expressing a message, people will see it and feel that you are feeling good. Yes, and for sure. That will help you far more than trying to be on every single platform where you don't feel comfortable. You're like, crap, I have to post again. Exactly. Exactly. I am a big believer in limiting and keeping it under control. I mean, even though I'm on Facebook, I'm only in, I think right now I'm up to five groups and that is unheard of 
for a lot of entrepreneurs because the the current theme is be in as many groups as you possibly can because then more people will see your stuff. Well, that's not true. Quite frankly, it just doesn't work that way. Um, the algorithm will, which is that little piece of software who decides who sees your stuff and whose stuff you see, will connect you with people that you interact with. So it doesn't matter how many groups you're in. If you're not in that group interacting with those people, they're not going to see your stuff. So keeping it cons down to a smaller, like three to five groups that you can go into once or twice a week, if you're comfortable more, if, you know, whatever works for you and actually interact with the people, that's going to do you a lot more good than being in a hundred groups that you look at once a month. And another tip that I'll touch, share on that, because some people, they need to be in the groups to build up their album, but you have to be posting, you have to be commenting. And this is something that I always, people are like, oh my gosh, you do that. I think, and the whole thing could be talked about this is once you're in business and you're running your own business, you are allowed to hire people mm -hmm. to do the work that you don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't want to be interacting in all these groups, you, for example, let's use the podcasting. Let's say you want to be in podcast groups to find podcasts, but you don't want to go through them all and make sure the podcasts are right. Listen to them. Do I like this one? Do I not like this one? Hire someone to do it for you. Yes. Yes. Just go ahead. I will tell you that spending that money on hiring someone is so worth it because it takes off your stress level and makes you feel far more comfortable. Yes. Yes. And it scales your business. It gives you more time to do other things that you enjoy doing that, which is probably why you got started in business in the first place anyway. Yeah. And that's what you really want to do. Yes. Very much so. Oh my gosh. This has been a lot of great information today, Don. A lot of tips. I mean, any of our listeners, you can go start blogging, start podcasting, start newsletters, start LinkedIn, LinkedIn blogging. I don't think this has been a single tool in toolbox. This has been multiple <laughs> tools for the toolbox. Oh, good. I'm glad I was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so should our listeners want to find you, Don? where can they dig you out? Where can they go and locate you? The best place is on LinkedIn. That's where I am the most active. So you can just look for my name, Dawn Marcotte. M-A-R-C-O-T-T-E and find me and uh, hit me up with a connection request. And you can even mention, you know, blossom to success in that. So, you know, so I know why you're sending me a request. Um, although on LinkedIn, by and large, I do accept most people on Facebook. I do not. If you are not a female and sometimes even if you are um, on Facebook, I'm far more particular about who I connect with because that platform doesn't allow you to tell me who you are and why I should know you. Um, so LinkedIn is, is by far the best way to get a hold of me. And I've just sent you a LinkedIn request right oh, now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was that easy. It was that quick and easy. We're going to put all the links to everything for Dawn in the show notes. I just said we got a lot of tools from this, but the whole idea of this podcast listeners is I want to know what tools you got, what aha moment, what thing made you go, oh, I am going to try that. I am going to do that. Like, oh my gosh, this is such a good idea. Put that in the comments, in, whether you're watching it on the, listen to it on the podcast, you're watching it on the social media, because the more we know that we're serving you, the more ideas we can come up with to give you tools for your toolbox. So thank you so much, Don, for being with us. I've really appreciated you this week. Thanks, Karen. This is fantastic. I really had a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. And ta for now. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 
And you know what? I want to know, what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and use in your life or your business? Let me know below.